Hi and welcome to our deep dive into the Edinburgh Reforms Tax Package with Martin Shah and Joe Cruikshank, uh, partners at Simmons & Simmons in London. Martin, over to you, I think, for the questions to start with. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about what's happening on the VAT front, please? Yeah, so as part of the Edinburgh Reforms Package, HMT and HMRC have released a consultation in relation to the VAT exemption, which is available for fund managers. However, this may not be as exciting as it sounds. HMRC seem to be somewhat playing it safe and are only looking to codify the de definition of a special investment fund under UK VAT legislation to align with EU VAT guidance. Right. And so does this mean there are going to be changes to the UK VAT legislation? Yes, but the current legislation will remain in place. There will be additional legislation, if you like, which can be applied to any funds which are not already covered by UK legislation. To explain a bit further, the management of special investment funds is exempt from VAT, but of course it's therefore important to define what a special investment fund actually is. Over time, decisions in various cases, as well as the evolution of the industry and products that are made available to investors, has led to a broadening of the definition of a SIF beyond those listed in the UK VAT legislation. In 2017, the European Commission issued EU VAT committee guidelines seeking to clarify SIF policy across the EU by setting out qualifying criteria. This gave taxpayers the opportunity to apply direct effect, in other words, relying on the overriding EU legislation rather than UK legislation in order to exempt fund management services, where the underlying fund qualifies as a SIF under the EU definition, but not the UK legislation. However, this has led to some uncertainty, which has now, of course, been compounded by the UK's departure from the EU. HMRC's broader agenda is to remove retained EU law, which would cause concern within the industry if the UK fund management legislation had not been brought up to date. Thanks. And so what, what has HMRC proposed in the consultation? So, in summary, HMRC is proposing to retain the current list of funds which benefit from VAT exemption under UK law, but also to give a generalised definition of funds which would meet the criteria for exemption but are not already listed in the UK legislation. This definition will be effective alongside the specified list. The HMRC's proposed definition covers four broad principles. The fund must be a collective investment. The fund must operate on the principle of risk spreading. The return on the investment must be must depend on the performance of the investments and the holder must bear the risk connected with the fund and the funder must be subject to the same conditions of competition and appeal to the same circle of investors as a USITS, that is funds intended for retail investors. So the aim is to give some guardrails in relation to the exemption as new funds come onto the market and subsequently, hopefully, to reduce uncertainty and the need for litigation in this area. And, and do you think the proposals do the job? Uh, there are some positives for sure, but also some areas where it would help the industry to have some clarification. It's good that funds currently within the UK SIF exemption are being kept as they are, so that fund managers don't need to go back over that definition. However, the approach for new funds seems to be suggesting a narrower definition that determines a SIF, which may leave the UK exemption more narrowly drawn. It's really important that the current outside the scope of VAT with input tax recovery treatment that applies to UK investment managers managing non-UK investment funds is retained. This is a critical attraction of the UK and shouldn't be put at risk. The proposals don't address some of the more contentious areas at present, for example, managed portfolios. 
We think this is probably intentional, although it will be disappointing for many across the industry. We also note that the proposals don't seem to address the question of what amounts to management for these purposes, which will leave some continued uncertainty. It would be helpful if HMRC could address some of these, particularly as the government looks to move away from EU legislation and case law, which has provided some guidance historically. And what do you think the impact is going to be on the UK economy? Well, I think there's potentially a missed opportunity. It's disappointing that there's no mention of the prior discussions to extend zero rating to the management of certain UK fund vehicles. Many within the industry have advocated this. If the UK continues to wish to become a jurisdiction in which funds for professional UK and non-UK investors can be domiciled and managed by UK investment managers. So HMRC and HMT have held back on a significant change which would proactively attract investment into the UK. And what are the next steps? So the consultation closes on Friday 3rd of February, so not long to respond. But in our experience, HMT are fairly open to discussions and engaged with industry and other bodies. And so there may be other routes to getting a view across. In our experience, HMRC do tend to open up discussions once a response has been received. So if you'd like to put any comments in, please contact us um, and we can help you with that. Thanks, Joe. And now, if you don't mind, Martin, I'm going to ask you about IME. Right. So let's start with the background. Can you recap on the IME and discussions with HMRC regarding whether it applies to digital assets, please? Yeah, sure. sure. So um, I, I guess this is something which, unlike the VAT reforms, which are a consultation, this has been long discussed with HMRC. But just recapping briefly, the, the IME is obviously a critical factor of the UK's attractiveness as a location for managers of liquid alternative strategies like hedge funds, because what the um, IME does is allow you to manage those funds from the UK without exposing the um, fund to UK tax. We, as part of that, there is a white list of permitted transactions, and the core issue has been in relation to digital assets, so there's a lack of clarity over whether digital assets fell within the existing list. And so this is something which has been discussed with um, HMRC for sort of five or six years. Can we shoehorn digital assets or at least certain digital assets into the existing categories? But um, subsequently in 2022, uh, it was confirmed by the Economic Secretary that instead of trying to do that, which didn't, to be honest, find much favour with them, HMRC, the better approach would be to move forward with the legislation and actually change the exemption and broaden the list of permitted investment transactions to um, apply to digital assets. So that was what was announced on the um, 9th of December as part of the Edinburgh reform. So that was going to um, going to move forward. And in terms of the latest development, I understand the law was finally changed in late 2022. Is that right? Yep, absolutely. So again, unlike the VAT side of things, where it was a start of a process, really the confirmation on the 9th was the end of a process. And so very quickly after that, on the 19th, the relevant regulations were made by HMRC. Um, they came into force on the 1st of January, but because they were made in 2022, there was an element of retrospectivity. So they actually applied um, for current accounting periods in the current tax year, which was in effect on the 19th of December. So in, in effect, blessing transactions, which had potentially already taken place at that stage. Sounds helpful. Um, and what is the scope of the extension? Are there any transactions that are still excluded? Yeah, so we've got the um, 
the, the, the way it works is we now have the crypto asset reporting framework that the OECD confirmed in October. And, and helpfully, I think HMRC used that as a starting point. So we've got the definition of crypto assets in that framework. So a digital representation of value, which relies on a cryptographically secured distributed ledger or a similar technology to validate and secure transactions. So that, that that's a starting point. You need to have a distributed ledger or something very similar to that, and it needs to be a representation of value. Um, but there are still lens, as ever, the devil in the detail, there's still an overlay to that. So not all crypto assets are in scope, and instead what we have is a concept of designated crypto assets to which the IME will apply. And, and really that limitation is is preferable to some of the original approaches which were to actually try and positively list the universe of crypto assets in scope so we're better now because we start broad and funnel down but there are still concerns that for example digital assets shouldn't be used to circumvent the um, existing scope of the ime for traditional assets and and also i think a concern that there is the potential for avoidance if crypto assets were created or issued by the non-resident fund or the investment manager or their connected person. So there still will be a need, although we expect the core digital assets like Bitcoin, like NFTs, like Ether to be covered. Um, given the ongoing innovation in the sector, it's going to be necessary, I think, for managers to still do a bit of diligence to make sure that um, what, what they're dealing with are going to be designated crypto assets. Great. And finally, um, any next steps? Um, so, so as I say, we, we've got the law. Um, it's capable of being relied on now. Um, clearly, there may be some knock-ons in terms of digital asset funds, which might have said, well, we're not certain that the exemption will apply. And so potentially there is an opportunity in PPMs to be more positive about the UK tax position, given the greater certainty we have. Um, HMRC have also said that they are going to issue short form guidance, followed by more detailed guidance. Um, probably in the international manual in due course, which will um, give a bit more clarity around how they um, interpret some of the detail, particularly the exclusions. And what they've said in the meantime is that they're happy to take queries by email in relation to the scope of the changes. Great. Thank you very much, Martin. And thank you to our listeners. If you have any more queries, please do get in touch. Great. Thanks, Joe.